for stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Hello everyone, Brett McRae here with your morning market report on the Northern Ag Network. On Friday, the USDA announced the appointment of 40 members to the Cattlemen's Beef Promotion and Research Board, which is comprised of 101 members total. One of the new appointees is a rancher from Judith Gap, Ben Peterson. In addition to his time spent running the E.L. Peterson Ranch, Ben is also a Montana Farmers Union and Montana Premium Processing Cooperative Board member. Montana Farmers Union President Walt Schweitzer says Peterson's experience as a rancher, feeder, and direct-to-market beef businessman will make him a strong addition to the board. Last week, the first of what could be several pieces of legislation regarding foreign ownership of agricultural land was introduced in the Montana legislature. SB 203, Revised Law for Transfer of Critical Infrastructure and Agricultural Land, sponsored by Ken Bogner of Miles City, prevents an entity from selling, leasing, or renting agricultural land to a foreign adversary. Senior Director of Governmental Affairs for the Montana Farm Bureau, Nicole Rolfe, says the topic has been an important issue in recent conversations. And this bill specifically targets those adversarial countries. It doesn't just paint with a broad brush. So it's targeted and making sure that it's more countries that would have ill will towards us that would be excluded and not allowed to own here. So I think that's really great, um, really targeted approach, and we're pleased to support that. Back with more Ag News after this. Is there a job that a Case IH Maxim tractor can handle? From field work to your daily ranch loader chores, these Maxim tractors come in five models, ranging from 95 to 125 PTO horsepower, with three transmission choices and 150 tools and attachments. Heck, it would be easier to list what it can't do. No wonder the Case IH Maxim is Torgerson's most popular loader tractor. See your local Torgerson dealer today or go to torgerson.biz. Western Ranch Supply designs custom Corel systems that are both affordable and portable. Mix and match your favorite brands like Preferred, Winkle, or Lynn. Maybe you want to silence or shoot with 2W panels or any other special requests. Western Ranch Supply will design and deliver for you. A custom Corel system will be an investment that is sure to return. Give us a call to get started or visit westernranchsupply.com. American Farm Bureau economist Bert Nelson says that a major factor behind high egg prices for consumers has been the severe bird flu outbreak that began last February, which has led to a decreased layer hen inventory and lower egg supplies. Furthermore, egg demand is projected to increase 7% this year, which is a recipe for even higher prices. What would have to happen for a slowdown in prices to occur would be a slowdown in the outbreaks of avian influenza. So what we'll really be watching for is a slowdown in avian influenza going into the spring months so that the inventory has some time to rebuild. That would be most helpful in keeping prices down. Nelson says that poultry producers are facing high production costs in their operations. 
The U.S. is currently in a third round of talks to redo the World Trade Organization's trade dispute arbitration system. The World Trade Organization's appeals bench rules on top disputes among nations. It's been out of service for two years due to the U.S. appointment blockages put in place during the Trump administration. The Biden administration has also resisted calls by WTO members to approve the appointments and has been in negotiations to redo the dispute system. The U.S. has criticized the World Trade Organization's alleged overreach and lengthy processes, and it has strongly contested some of its recent rulings against America. Building an active and wholesome lifestyle involves taking small but mighty steps to achieve that goal. Beef contains essential nutrients like protein, iron, zinc, and B vitamins that help in fueling each little step. So take a step toward your goals with beef. Achieve more with beef. Learn more about beef's essential nutrients at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by beef farmers and ranchers. Well, it looks like it's onward and upward for the cattle market. Cash bids came in Friday afternoon, a dollar higher for live cattle in the Southern Plains at 156. Most of last week's dress trade was steady at 248. Traders were closely watching how business would shake out, and markets closed higher on Friday. March feeders up 62 cents at 183.47, April up 55 at 187.55. February live cattle unchanged at 156.72, April up 30 cents at 160.82. Nearby lean hog contracts did trade lower on Friday, but the deferred headed higher. February lean hogs down $1.15 at $75.87, April down $0.55 cents at $86.45. Last week, Churchill Cattle Company in Manhattan sold 86 spring yearling registered Hereford bulls for an average of $8,619 a head. Ten fall yearling bulls averaged 4500 and 19 coming two-year-old bulls averaged 4803 At the Billings Livestock Commission on Thursday, Light five weight steers sold from 217 to 225. Light six weights from 188 to 199, and heavy six weights from 185 to 193. 450 to 500 pound heifer calves sold from $1.98 up to 211. Light five weight heifers from 189 to 206. Light six weights from 175 to 183. Friday was a mixed day for the grain markets. Supportive of those wheat varieties, Thursday's U.S. drought monitor showed extreme to exceptional drought conditions plaguing the hard red winter wheat crop from Nebraska clear through Oklahoma. Colder air is expected to push southward Sunday into early next week, bringing single-digit temperatures down on a crop that probably doesn't have very much snow cover. For soybeans, it looked like Argentina stood to get better rain chances over the weekend, and technically traders found weakness in byproduct markets. Kansas City winter wheat up four and a half cents in March at 869, May up five cents at 862. Minneapolis spring wheat up three and a half in March at 921, May up three and a quarter at 914. Chicago soft red wheat down two and a half in March at 750, May down one and three quarters at 758. March corn up a half a cent at 683, May unchanged at 680. Soybeans down 14 cents in March at 1509, May down 10 and a quarter at 1504. And on Friday in Montana, cash bids for 14 pro spring wheat were up 3 cents from 871 to 912. 12 pro winter wheat up 4 cents from 840 to 891. Out in Portland, cash bids for soft white wheat were unchanged to 10 cents higher, 
from 815 to 850. On the Northern Ag Network, I'm Brett McRae.